Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. <laughs> Morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, this is the Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. Today, just to confuse everybody who's listening, we have a third Claire joining us. Very, very, very special guest for us today. Um, and this is more of a personal pod chat rather than a business pod chat. Um, Claire McGettigan is a mum that I met through my daughter's primary school. Um, her son's the same age as my daughter. Um, and unfortunately, two years ago, um, Noah took the decision, the very, very brave decision, to take his own life. And Claire has since, sorry, I've got a goosebump. Every time I say that boy's Hello. name, I get covered in goosebumps. I tell you, he's, he's everywhere, that boy. Um, Claire has since been tirelessly doing two things, really. Um, she'll correct me if, if I'm wrong as we go along, but he is fighting for better health referrals, mental health referrals for teens because had Noah's referral from his GP been picked up differently, there's a possibility that things could have ended differently. Um, and B, she's been raising massive amounts of money to help LBGT, if I have said that the right way, um, teens, because I always say it wrong, teens access counselling without having to go on to long waiting lists through a local charity. So, welcome to Claire. Welcome. <laughs> so, Claire, do you want to talk about, just introduce Noah to us? And he was a very different child from birth almost, wasn't he? For lots and lots of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Very special, indeed. Yeah. So, I'll let you introduce Noah. Noah was fantastic amazing sense of humour, just a, a beautiful boy. Um, he was diagnosed with autism when he just turned two, so it was quite early. Mm. Um, was non-verbal for, so he was about four for quite a long time. Had a lot of input from Rygate, speech therapists and OTs. Um, he did manage to get through mainstream school for primary age with a one-to-one -one with his special needs support and then went to a autism specialist resource when he was in secondary school. I remember in primary school, I remember on a Friday, I used to go and pick Laura up from school and we'd all be in the playground and yeah. the building they were in had some really steep steps coming down from yeah. it, they were about 20 steps or something and Noah always used to come to the top of the steps and as soon as he saw you, his face just lit up and he used to bounce down those stairs to you. Like, just, yeah. just with such ultimate, ultimate joy and love. And I, I just, I'll never forget that. Because he, he just, it was just a joy to be around the whole time. Yeah, we were very, very close, me and him, very close. Mm. So, Noah was autistic. Mm-hmm. 
but he also realised something else about himself at a very young age. I, well, I consider it to be young, I don't know. I thought it was young. He was only about 10. Yeah, quite young to realise that he was gay. Yeah. Um, I, I remember Laura um, being in the playground with him, a group of them, one day, and she came home and she said, um, Noah told us all he's gay today and everybody laughed and thought it was a joke. She said, I don't mm -hmm. think it was a joke. So I found him afterwards and, and went up to him and said, I know you were serious and I think it's fantastic. Um, and it, what year would that have been then? Um, five or six. Yeah. It was, five. It, it was five because they'd just gone yeah. up into that top yeah. building. Yeah. So yeah, it was Y5. Wow. Um, he had that, had a really strong sense of who he was, didn't he? Oh, yeah. From the start. Definitely. But also at that age, he must have fully understood it to actually say the words and come out with it. So uh, what, did he have a kind, did you, did you, you were obviously quite open with him in, in yeah. everything that he'd learned. Oh, yeah. What made, what made him think that he was? What made, I, I don't understand it because I'm totally naive to all of this. And it's really interesting, know. particularly to learn that. I don't know why he would come to that conclusion. I suppose the way that he viewed yeah. boys and girls, that he didn't fancy girls at that age and realised, I suppose. I think he just knew. Obviously, it's very different for different people. My personal experience is um, I didn't realize or accept that I was gay until I was 19 or 20 but looking back to my childhood I'd always had an affinity to girls I'd always felt like I needed to be close to them not not in friendship a bit more than that obviously nothing sexual of such a young age mm. but just I'd obviously be attracted in some way to a certain girl and I'd want to be with them all the time or uh, play like whatever ball games or this game, that game. Um, and I didn't realise it until, like I say, I was 19 or 20. Um, and I just, I just thought, how could you not have known? <laughs> it's like a blinding flash of the obvious. <laughs> but do you think, do you think, and this is a question to both of you two, Claire, I guess, do you think, you know, as Noah grew up, the internet was available? Mm -hmm. When you were that, when you were 10, Claire, the internet wasn't available. The internet didn't exist, I think. Exactly. <laughs> no, it did. No. And, and you're, you're, you're one of the young, you're all, you're all the youngest out of all of us. Um, dial up. <laughs> but, but do you think, do you think it is that there's so much more information available to people now? When, when you were 10, Claire, you were looking at your mum and dad and your friends' mums and dads who were, you know, a mixed sex couple. Yeah. Whereas for Noah, he'd got access to a lot of resources in a sense, hadn't he, Claire? Um, yeah, I didn't. He had, had, yeah, and Tony's cousin's gay, and you know, it's just always been talked about as you know, just a normal part of life. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he had yeah. that to refer to. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic because I think there is a massive change in society with that now, isn't there? If, if people could just embrace it, you know, mm. at the end of the day, it's a child who has feelings. 
Does it matter who he has feelings for or she has feelings for? It's really irrelevant, isn't it? As long as they know and they are happy and they can actually be comfortable in it. So it's that, about, it's you know, it's saying, about bringing it? that awareness, isn't it, to everybody? It's that saying, love is love. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's, that's it, love is love. I've got goosebumps yeah. again thinking about it. Oh, he, he's good at doing this to us. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he's very good at letting people know he's around isn't he Claire yeah, <laughs> so he went into secondary a different secondary out of mainstream yeah. so to speak how did things go from there he settled quite well into there but obviously he was a teenager now and he was aware of how it was his autism that bothered him the gay thing didn't bother him at all yeah. Um, the autism he was quite angry about, to be right. honest, how yeah. it limited him. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. I mean, I'm autistic as well. You know, when I used to say to him, it can't doesn't limit you at all. You know, I went on into the nursing degree. I did a master's degree. I had a nursing specialist nursing job for twenty odd years. It hasn't limited me. You know, but he just saw things differently altogether. Yeah. Yeah. He used to say it, it makes me stupid and I hate me autism and, you know, we just didn't accept it very well at all. I think it was highlighted by him going to the secondary he did go to. No, I think it was just the age. He was, was that, yeah. as he got older, he grew further and further apart from his peers and more and more different to them. Yeah. But he, he, I mean, he kept in touch with some of the... the um, Girls from primary, didn't he? He had a, he was quite on, close on to the, the internet. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, <laughs> not he didn't like anybody in real life coming up, you know. He'd have friends like Declan knocked on what you know, Declan, he knocked yeah, on one, yeah, yeah, and was shouted up to Noah's attic room, Declan's here, and he said, Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh. He shouted down, Why? You know, that, well, he's not come to see us, you know, and then all the time Declan was in his room with him, he kept texting me, can you get rid of him, please? I'm not very comfortable with this. Oh. You know? <laughs> can you find a reason for him to get out? He just didn't like people being around him very much. He wasn't yeah. sociable at all. He yeah. couldn't understand I, I why. Can, I connect with that, yeah. Well, well, I, I uh, do. Lockdown's been great for us. <laughs> yeah. Claire knows I that like I connect him. with that as well, yeah. <laughs> I like people I like, but people in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I don't like anybody coming unannounced. Yeah. You know, if someone's coming, I know they're coming. But if someone knocks on out of the blue, it just throws me completely. So yeah. I know where he's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. So how did things escalate from, you know, him or to the point that we got to, shall we say? Because I, kn I know that. I'm sorry, I know this is, for anybody who's listening, this is very difficult for Claire to talk about, obviously, so please bear with us. But I know that there had been research done by Noah. He'd, he'd researched. Yeah, from, from primary school age, he'd um, been Googling what's the quickest way to die, what's the easiest way to kill yourself. You're from sort of eight, nine-year-old. Yeah. And he ended up in CAMS because of that, for some counselling. Um, it didn't particularly work very well. 
because he's quite um, demand avoidant and he used to pretend to be a chicken called Rita. So... <laughs> How, how creative. Yeah. Well, so, you, you know, they'd, they'd sit and try and talk to him and he would just sit and cluck and it was sort of, I can't get into this conversation of a chicken, you know, so I can't answer anything that you're telling me. And how so clever. They, they couldn't really work with him. Yeah. My nephew couldn't work with him that. at all. Yeah, my nephew's got dyspraxia and, and he used to pretend to be a dog to avoid conversations and doing things they didn't want to yeah yeah it was his yeah. way of just totally avoiding it just clucking like it even in the waiting room before we went in oh, it was like rod full and emu he used to go around pecking <laughs> people in the waiting room and clucking oh. it was just his way of like you know don't bother asking me anything because i can't answer it and then yeah. he had the nerve to say after a couple of years i don't know why i bother going there She's stupid, that woman. She doesn't. She can't do anything with me. Well, <laughs> you know, nobody, the best psychiatrist in the land, couldn't do much with a chicken. <coughs> Did you say it was Rita, the chicken? Rita? Rita the hen, yeah. Rita. Rita, I like that. I like that. Oh, lovely. Amazing. He was an amazing boy, he really was. Rita was just part of him, you know, for, for years and years. Yeah, and yeah. Even down Crooks High Street, I used to think it was hilarious if he poked his head in every shop as we went past and went, <laughs> <laughs> and he just liked to see people jump and look. He used to find it hilarious. I didn't, it was quite embarrassing, but you know, <laughs> there you go. I absolutely love your stories when you talk about things like, you know, you, you walked to the shop and he went something like, oh, there must be a, a sale on donuts today around here or something. Yeah, that was in, in Broomhill. Really, really loud voice. Lo um, lots of fat folk out today. There must be a special on pies at the cafe. Brilliant. You know, mortified. Absolutely. A huge character. <laughs> huge personality. Honestly. Just amazing. And he got quite into sort of creating videos and, and YouTube bits, didn't he, at one point? Did I, did I remember that yeah, correctly? Used, yeah, he used to go on that Roblox, Roblox, whatever it's called. And he met a lot of friends on there and he used to do animation things on YouTube and a few vlog posts he did on YouTube that are still up there actually. Yeah. Yeah. It just I, I uh, yeah, I just remember seeing some of the videos and they've been brilliant. And I'd I'd commented on something um not long before he left actually. Um you'd put a post on about some battle you were having with mm. the mental health services. I think it was at yeah, the time. Another one, I'd, yeah. I'd commented something about um, it's a lucky boy to have you as his mum or something. And he, he direct messaged me on yeah. Facebook and, and said, I really am, how are you? And we had a little chat, which I thought was lovely. Um, because I'd not really spoken to him. We'd pass in the street and said hello, but I'd not actually had a conversation with him since primary. Yeah. So we'd gone sort of, you know, three or four years without having a chat and then we just had this chat. Um, and then... About a week later, two weeks later, I got a message from you saying he'd gone missing, which yeah. changed 
whole universe basically mm -hmm. yeah so that that day he'd gone out hadn't he and said that he was going to meet some friends yeah he said he was going to go and meet one of his friends um and they were going to go to Meadowhall and go to the cinema so silly me thinking oh fantastic you know he's finally going out on his own and doing something but little did I know because it wasn't like him to be duplicitous at all you know mm. he didn't lie or deceive anybody and it just totally out of character but that's just how determined he was that day that he wasn't going to get interrupted and that's the point isn't it when when somebody is serious mm. then they know exactly what they're going to do and he planned it like a military operation hadn't he that's what the police said yeah when they looked through his phone and his computer planned every little detail he trekked the bus route and everything on um street view all sorts of things so he knew exactly where he was getting off the bus and yeah the whole lot everything planned yeah so that must have been the worst well one of the worst nights of your life not knowing where he was. I thought, it, I thought it was the worst night of my life till the next day came. Yeah, yeah. So next day, the, the awful dirty mm. news that he'd been found. Mm. Um, well, his body had been found. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't, I don't think any parent can imagine what that feels like. It must have been numb. It, it just doesn't feel real. Do you, actually, it, you know. do you actually sort of remember that day? Or yeah. is it just a blur? Yeah. you remember it? I remember it. I remember it. Um, the, the police women came in and we were all quite... We thought he'd gone to his boyfriend's in Newcastle and we were all getting quite cross that nobody was listening to us and why haven't you got anybody going up there and and... Tony was like more or less shouting at them when they came in the house and saying, you know, you need someone to get on to Northumberland police and something he's up there with Clark and the, and they just said, um, oh, um, can you can we just stop you there? You know, we've we've got a bit of an update and um, we found a body matching his description and it's like your whole world just falls apart. You can't quite take it in the, the gravity of those words. No, I, can I think I just went into a corner and on all fours, crouched, covering my head, rocking. And yeah. about two minutes later, um, Matthew, the head of the integrated resource from school, turned up about to, um, wanting to help in the search. It's so obviously he turned up to this, you know, it, it was just, it was horrific. Yeah. And then, you know, Tony had to go with Adam and Jill and identify him and somebody had to come and get Asher and take her out for the day. And it's awful. Yeah, yeah. I can, Im I, well, I can't imagine actually. I can, I, you know, we can do our best too, but I don't think anybody can imagine. I really wasn't expecting that he'd done that. I wasn't expecting, but to be truthful, you know what I'm like with feeling things. At the tea town the day before, I just had this strange feeling that he wasn't in my world anymore. Yeah. You know, even though he could have been anywhere doing anything, I just yeah. felt something had blocked and yeah. he wasn't here, but I couldn't. It's, 
It's people, so would say, you know, people were just saying, oh, no, you've got to think positive. You know, you don't know yet. And, and I was trying to think positive, you know, but I knew deep down something just didn't feel yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very strange to say that because obviously I was in touch with you that day that mm. was missing. Um, and, and me and Laura were sort of discussing it. And, and I said, well, I hope my my i i got the same sense as you did mm. but my my worst fear was that somebody he'd met somebody on the internet who wasn't a genuine yeah. representation yeah. of who they were putting themselves over with and something awful had happened to it yeah so when when it was actually a case that he'd made the decision himself mm. I sort of, this sounds awful, but I sort of felt a sense of relief that it was his decision. Okay. Against. Yes, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Because I've changed as time's gone on, up and down, up and down. Sometimes I think, oh, I'm glad it was his decision and he made that decision. But then other times, obviously, especially things like when I'm trying to comfort Asha when she's upset, I feel quite angry that, you know, how yeah. could you have done this? Look what you've left me with. You know? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just jump a couple of weeks to the celebration of his life because that yeah. was an absolute, like, amazing day. Abso it was. I, I, I don't ever get upset about that day. It, it's not it a day amazing. that upsets me. It's, how, it you, how you all had the strength carry him in i will never ever know but you did um for those who well most people won't know noel was a massive massive weather fan of adverse weather conditions <laughs> and his coffin was covered in clouds and rainbows and all sorts of things um there was the um weather presenter from look north present oh i Oh, I know. And he did a reading. Oh, isn't he beautiful? Who doesn't we have had, a bit of Owen? <laughs> we had... He, he came and read, yeah. Yeah, we had Reverend from Reverend and the Makers. Yeah, John McClure. Yeah, yeah he, he came he and played sang, a song. He sang. We were all in bright colours. We all had rainbow flags. We stood, we danced. We watched the most amazing slideshow of Noah's life and the the track yeah it was was it was small town boy wasn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, every time that comes on the radio now Laura goes to make Noah's ear <laughs> <laughs> I wet buckets through that slideshow just watching him grow up from from zero to 15 yeah. Um, but that was just the most amazing celebration. There were poems read. Yeah. His, his dad, Adam, talked about his life and, and the difficulties he'd had as, as being an estranged dad and the fact that when Tony married you, Tony actually made a vow to Noah as well at the ceremony. Yeah, it, yeah. uh, it was just the most amazing celebration of a life ever. It, it really, really was. I think what you've done since then has been nothing less, less 
the miraculous really because where you've got the strength from to create to create a fund to raise money in his in his name as a legacy to fundraise to campaign in the courts to get cams to change their referral systems i just don't know how you've done it i, I honestly don't know how you've done it would you like to tell us a little bit about the things that you've been doing in his name and how things have changed because of it? Um, yeah, uh, we wanted a, a legacy for Noah, um, not just making a charitable donation, that was that. We actually wanted to set up something in his memory that would go on. Um, and we had a bit of a Google around and then we found, uh, say it, charity um, in Sheffield which is for LGBT teens and young people um, and we had just a few meetings with them and set up the Noah Lomax Fund for counselling and hardship so it pays for immediate um, counselling for any LGBT teens that go to their groups rather than having to wait six months. Um, and they, sorry, someone's at the door. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, Thank you. I thought, oh yeah, we set that up. It, it pays for the counselling and they also have someone there at their fruit bowl sessions like a youth club there's actually a counsellor there before and afterwards that they can access and there's also a hardship fund um, for anybody in financial difficulty um, obviously you'd hope everybody was decent towards the kids but in this day and age there are still some kids that will get thrown out when they say that they're gay and they come out yeah um they're living on the streets and things. Um, it can pay for, for example, a month's bus pass, some clothes, uh, toiletry packs, hotels. At the moment, it's paying for a lot of internet access because of lockdown. Yeah, Everything's gone online, so there's no actual physical groups. A lot of their teens have had to sort of get back in the closet so to speak yeah in lockdown who are living with parents who aren't accepting of the sexuality yeah and some of them didn't have internet access so we're paying for internet access for them so they're enabling to still attend the groups and still have contact with people who understand them really yeah it's 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 an amazing fund if if anybody listening to this would like to donate to Noah's fund claire how can they find yeah. We'll put a link um, in the information with this podcast, but how, how do people find the fund to donate? If they can just um, Google Noah Lomax Fund, okay. it'll, take, it'll take you straight to, to that. Brilliant. I think there was about six, 16,000 up to now, I think. I mean, when you consider he's literally just been gone two years hasn't it it's it's yeah within a couple of weeks it, it was it was the anniversary and through all that grief somehow you and the rest of his family have managed to find the strength 
to not only deal with the inquest and the, the court side of all that mm -hmm. and the legal side, but you've actually raised £16,000 to help other teens in crisis. It's just amazing. And, and no, in a way, that's what's going, you know, in a way. Yeah. It, I know you, you never feel focus. like you're strong. No, I don't. <laughs> I just think I get on Honestly, it. I, think, I think everybody listening to this will wholeheartedly agree with us that you are one of the strongest people ever to deal with what you've dealt with you've got she's now six is she seven seven, seven yeah. she, she was five wasn't she yeah um you know and and ash is also autistic isn't she, she is. yeah um you're homeschooling her rather than put her through mainstream school system yeah i mean she would have been homeschooled anyway she was being homeschooled before all this but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you've 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 dealt with the loss of a son in you know the most unexpected yeah. way in a sense in such a shocking yeah. way you've you've continued to homeschool your daughter mm -hmm. and deal with her grief You've supported all the members of your family who circumstances have changed for since Noah left us. Yeah. And you've raised £16,000 to help all these other teens. And you've changed the way that CAM's referral system works. Yeah. And you don't think you're strong. <laughs> Yeah, show that trophy again, Claire Froggett. <laughs> we deserve, I think she deserves all three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering how on earth, Claire, you look as healthy as you do when you're going through all that. And look at me, I'm like, bags under my eyes and everything. <laughs> just from one lack of sleep. I'm not looking healthy. I've put three stone on since he went. <laughs> but do you know what? You, you're still here what? and you're still doing amazing things. And we look at your Facebook page every day and, you know, it's like you put some wonderful things on there. You have your down days, but you have your brilliant days as well because you've still got so much to do and you are still doing so much. And it's just fantastic to have even got to know you over this short period. Yeah. yeah. But that's exactly why I know it's exactly why I knew he could to... do what he was going to do because he mm. got this mum. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, I get what you feel. You know what you, what you said about every now and again you feel angry because yeah. he, he would have had so much going for him still. Bless him. By the sounds of it, he was a fantastic character and still is a fantastic yeah. character because he's he's done it again. Yeah, yeah. I have got goosebumps on my arms again just even mentioning his name. So it wouldn't surprise me if the people listening, <laughs> if the people watching are feeling exactly the same. Yeah. Noah, um, Noah will live on forever. Most <laughs> definitely. Most <laughs> definitely. And he'll always look good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, 15 forever. How amazing would that be? He's, got nothing, he's got nothing to worry about, has he? He's not yeah. had to go through lockdown. He's, um, you know, well, and, and what you're doing for the other teens that are going through this particular, yeah. you know, the difficulty in lockdown, because we've spoken ourselves about how it's affecting people mentally and emotionally. So, yeah. you know, what you're doing to help the young ones get through this as well, it, that's just amazing. Yeah. You got me, did I? I don't know if you noticed, but yeah, there was a few tears oh, at this end. We saw, we yeah. saw. 
Clareth. If you want to chip in, are you able to chip in? You're looking rather emotional. I just think he was obviously um, a very determined young man. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. A very brave young man, I think. Sorry, listeners, it's um, <laughs> it's getting to the best of us today. Mm. <laughs> We've, I think all of us have shed a few tears recording this. Um, the, so, so people out there that are having difficulties with their feelings that whether they think they're gay, they know they're gay, or any form of they feel like they're in the wrong body because there's lots mm. of differences that have now been identified and unfortunately got labels. Mm. Personally, I don't like labels. I don't like boxes. People are people. Yeah, people. Um. There's some people out there that need more help than others. Yeah. And I think yeah. the fact that you're helping to facilitate that is brilliant. Thank you. And it would be great if we can get some more support through this and through everything that you're doing, you know, and we're absolutely 100% behind you. Yeah, if so. there's any way we can uh, help raise the, the, the um, visibility of the fund or anything yeah. that you do. Can be sponsored? Say that again, Claire. Can this podcast episode be sponsored and then any money goes to that fund? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So, Claire M, yeah. thank you so much for coming on today. Um, okay. I know it's not been an easy podcast to um, record, obviously, um, but I know that it's very important to you to raise visibility of the fund but also raise um awareness of problems that teens have whether yeah. that be through autism whether that be through sexuality um whether it just be that they're finding life difficult you know it doesn't matter we need to listen to them and we need to be aware and notice behavioral patterns um do everything we can to support our young people because I, th I personally think it's harder growing up now than it's ever ever been um, with the amount of information out there and and communication as it is it's 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 a minefield for people growing up um if you would like to join us again yeah, we'd love to have you on board. It was poor Claire thinking she'd come on because we're a bundle of laughs. <laughs> We've all just sat here. <laughs> but we Clearly she is on our Facebook pages, so she sees what we get up to outside of this. But yeah. Thank you, seriously, because I, yeah. you know, I, Claire obviously knows an awful lot um, about Noah and knew Noah, mm. but for others of us, we didn't, and I wasn't expecting to get whooshed quite like that, but Thank oh, he likes to get to people, doesn't he? He does. He's definitely I mean, got this one. It's still ongoing, the court case thing. It's still still now ongoing. I've still I've got letters this week that I've had to do for the solicitors and the barristers. It's just completely draining. Yeah, I can imagine. I can absolutely imagine. But one thing I know about you is you will continue to fight until you get to where you want to be. Yeah. So. Let your curls go. Embrace your curls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're tied up at the minute. <laughs> See, there's me and Claire F with the straightest hair in the world. 
you two curly girls and this curly girl movement seems to be taking over the world and I'm very jealous because I want it. <laughs> Mine were blonde and curly and we're now little. It's the only thing that went straight. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think it's got to be time for a brew. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye.